Welcome to the Mac DevOps YVR podcast. This podcast is about the Mac DevOps YVR conference in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. This year, the conference is taking place June 10th, 11th, and 12th, 2020. We'll interview guests and discuss topics around managing Macs using open source software projects inspired by DevOps. Our goal is to encourage developers and IT to work together to solve problems for our community. For more information, see our website, mdoyvr.com. This is the Mac DevOps podcast. Welcome to the Mac DevOps podcast. Today I'm joined by my amazing and well-shaved co-host, JD. How are we doing, JD? Doing well, Matt. How are you doing? And Shauna, how are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Well, today on the podcast, we have a special treat. We've invited uh, some of the members of the Montreal Slack channel. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Why don't we uh, go and do a a roundabout bit of an introduction. Who do we have here? We have Nitrain. Martin, introduce yourself. Hello. Well, uh, I'm Martin. I work for a big university in Montreal. Uh, stepping in uh, for people that know him, uh, Tim Sutton's shoes. So nice. basically, that's welcome, it. Welcome to the podcast. Thank and we you. have our uh, comedic element. We have Sir Thomas. Tommy. <laughs> Hello, hi. Yeah, my name is uh, my name is Tommy. Just to do a quick presentation, I've been working for ASP Service Center for ten years, uh, fixing Mac computers. Uh, recently, I started working at uh, TC Transcontinental Inc. with uh, Eric. Uh, I'm leaving the company, though. Uh, technically, Friday is my last day, and I'm starting a new challenge at Bell Canada on uh, Monday, and uh, which is going to be fun. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. <laughs> and how do you feel about that, Eric? I'm so happy. So you are. <laughs> I I, you are I realize the dream to make him leave. Oh, so it's, it's sad. It's sad. You, actually, you invited him and then you threw him away. Oh, well, Eric yeah, lost well, so many coworkers. So it's. But uh... he's, he's got a pretty uh, pretty good uh, project at Bell. So oh, nice for him. Cool. Uh, and at Transcontinental at the moment, pretty much everything is frozen. So not much uh, excited to do. But what do you do there, just quickly? Um, um, I manage uh, about 1,000 Macs across Canada, a bit of in the US. Also help a lot the technician on-site. Awesome. So I do my best to, I do my best to, uh, to have everything working as intended. And uh, I'm uh, expecting get something uh, different as a MDM solution soon. Cool, cool. So Last but not me, least, we have Sean. Why don't you introduce bonjour, yourself? Bonjour. Hi, I'm <laughs> Sean. Um, I work as a Linux systems administrator um, for a digital consultancy based out of Vancouver, BC. Um, and I do a bit of Mac stuff on the side as well. Wow, very cool. So you're moving to Vancouver. I am, I am. I'll be joining you very shortly. Oh, and I have these awesome AirPods that are, <laughs> they're my grasshopper pods. They keep jumping out of my ears. <laughs> I love it. Just Shana. push harder. <laughs> Who's our special guest? You've got your cat. His name is Treacherous um, because he is always doing crazy things. Um, <laughs> such as now, he has decided to join the meeting. Um, 
and he will probably remain somewhere around here, if not in my lap, for the whole meeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says hi, guys. Hello. Hello. He's my trusty steed, much like a horse. <laughs> you have you have a dog as well, don't you, Shauna? You got into I trouble do. last episode. You were late chasing your dog who was hiding I outside. Was. In someone else's house, my dog got loose and ran into someone else's home. Um, but it's okay, because we recovered her, and thankfully the people that, that had her love dogs, so it's all good. But I have, I have some adventures with these, with these animals over here, that's for sure. He is now drinking out of my cup. <laughs> how, is work, how is working at home, Shauna? Working at home is cool. Um, it's it's been interesting, like you know, shifting really quickly. I work for a finance company um, based in uh, Virginia, and um, it's been interesting shifting gears to being a hundred percent remote. But now that we've done it, I think that we might actually stay pseudo remote as a company. Nice. Um, we had plans wow. to extend our office, and um, I think those have been canceled indefinitely. Wow. So that's been great. Um, super happy about that. So, yeah, the the company has realized that we have the the, the opportunity to to be a hundred percent remote. So, That's we'll see awesome. how it goes. Can yeah, it changed a lot of things. Uh, indeed, a lot of companies, you know, they just realize, hey, we don't need an office. We don't have an office, and we work perfectly. So, why do we keep, uh, you know, leasing an office? Or so it's going to change a lot of things. What about you, Martin? I'm working at a large university. Well, I, I think like there was a lot of things that were already thought of that were a little bit like a beta testing for like 20 years. And now it seems that everything is coming together towards uh, like re- being able to, to work remotely. Uh, only thing is for the students, that's a bit different because we, uh, we still have to uh, find solutions to enable us to uh, either provide like a remote Mac support like, uh, for instance, uh, uh, teachers that need some help or uh, the opposite, like um, uh, students that would, would like to connect to Max in the university right now because uh, some students have like uh, very old uh, computers or uh, or even like Windows computers and they can't have access to all the, the apps that they, they require. So it's a bit of a challenge, but at the same time, like every day I try to, to find a, a solution for each of the different uh, problems we have to tackle. So it's pretty fun that's, for now. That's the kind of exciting part of our job is we're always trying to find solutions for problems. And we're often faced with situations we've never seen before. And this is a classic example of something we haven't seen before. Yeah. Well, for me, like I, I saw a lot of student strikes because I was working in a college before. So like COVID is a little bit like student strikes. Like you, you don't <laughs> go to work and you try to do your best, even though you don't know exactly when it's going to be over or when it's going the, the situation is going to change so it's trying to adapt and it for so far so good so nice eric how are you doing uh, working working from home i'm doing fine it's uh already done it before it's just a different uh, scale uh we are dealing it uh we are dealing with it quite nicely i'm surprised that we uh, we are able to uh work as easy as uh, we do now supporting people is not uh, is not too much an asshole um, 
we have VPN, so everything is working. It's just when we want to uh, deploy stuff, it's, it's not working as easy as with the cloud solution. Do you have a self-hosted on-site on-prem Jamf server or Monkey or something? Or I have, yeah, it's it's on-premise. Uh, I would love to have a cloud solution. It's supposed to be the next uh, solution, uh, but surprisingly, it, it works. And if it's on-premises uh, through the VPN, it works. Uh, it works still. Yeah. I have one of my clients that uh, everybody was on one side of the firewall. Now everybody's on the other side of the firewall, and it's a, a company where only things are only blessed to work if they go through the firewall. So my monkey server and monkey report only works through the firewall, but that's how this one client wants to do it. I think most people are happy if they've moved to the cloud somehow, but uh, whether it's a Jamf hosted in the cloud or a monkey somewhere in the cloud, um, but some clients, you know, they they like to uh, have their firewall. How's uh, things going with you, Sean? Uh, Things are great here. Uh, honestly, we're a cloud-only shop, so uh, things are just working, uh, knock on wood. Um, I just got to make sure our VPN connection isn't saturated, and otherwise, it's it's been gravy. It's been good since, uh, since the whole quarantining started. Nice, nice. What's been the big uh, stumbling block uh, for you, Sir Thomas? Uh, well, the beginning of the remote situation, you know, the big rush of, uh, you know, when the government told us like, hey, you need to close for tomorrow. It's like, oh, whoa, whoa, what, what, what are we doing? You know, the big massive stress of sending uh, every, every people out, but the production still needs to run for this specific day. So you have to, you know, do the three, uh, the evening, the day and the night shift so the production can run and you send people home one by one and then the next day uh, no one's able to connect to the VPN and you know but once the you know the dust have settled uh, it was pretty fine we still have some issues like there and there but now it's it's going uh, it, it's going way better than uh, I expected at the beginning it was my, it was my first time you know uh, having to work with people that have been sent home due to a pandemic you know we didn't have a lot of pandemic here recently your, your so, first uh, pandemic it's my first <laughs> pandemic yeah uh <laughs> but once the dust settled um it was pretty going well like eric just said we don't have really a cloud-based solution so when let's say we have to rebuild a machine or something or we cannot do it like that so we have to go back to the office and rebuild the machine send it over and uh, but it's manageable it's not the best situation but it's manageable it's it's going way better than i expected not perfect but better than yeah. i expected what about you martin are you do you have well, a jamf now or no we're still uh, using monkey uh, like uh, to, to 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 the to, to the last stretch that we can uh, we we can uh, use it only uh, without an MDM, but uh, so far since it's uh, it's available to the outside of the, the VPN, I'm able to reach my uh, all my my people. Uh, Monkey reports is a blessing right now, uh, so I, I can monitor like all the, the patches. We were still sending out patches, Apple uh, software updates. Uh, everything is running smoothly on, on that side. Uh, and for now, I don't think we're going to embrace uh, Catalina too uh, too soon, <laughs> because uh, we're going to need to uh, implement a few uh, a few solutions there. But uh, for now, so, so far so good. It's uh, it's pretty impressive. And also, uh, as uh, Eric was saying, uh, and uh, Sir Thomas also, uh, like there was this curve at the beginning where everybody was just like 
uh, not spooked, but I mean, like, okay, let's just get adjusted. And for now, like, it's more like uh, hardware that people are missing, like a second monitor or something like that. But beside that, the rest, it's uh, it's pretty uh, pretty okay. Well, I saw your uh, message in Slack about uh, students wanting access to the resources at school, like getting access to some of the computers and the computing yep. power and looking for solutions. Seems like most of the hardware and software solutions for sharing computing resources are based in Windows or Linux. And there's not too many on the Mac side, probably technical as well as legal reasons where, you know, some places like Mac Stadium get away with their Orca product and VDI, or if you virtualize on a Mac hardware, you can share some Mac instances, but it's not been a huge, uh, you know, business for Apple or Apple companies to share out Apple resources. But certainly in this case, it would certainly be nice if we could connect to the, you know, the LAN or the re corporate uh, resources and share out some Mac uh, VMs or something so that they could access the, the computing power of the Mac or use Final Cut remotely or some other applications or yeah, the the big issue right now is also licensing. Like each company have their different set of rules that they abide by. So so for instance, some companies are going to say, okay, you, you can take your server licenses and use them at home, at work, whatever. Uh, they don't require like egress IP addresses. That's pretty uh, clever and and kind of them. Uh, but some other uh, vendors are very strict and they don't. They first of all they won't. Uh, run on VMs, uh, and especially like we looked at the cloud uh, Windows VMs for uh, some uh, creative creativity software because we're in fine arts, uh, and uh, some of them like they do work, but the license just uh, uh, forbids uh, the, their the, the usage there. So we're a little bit like uh, anti-tied to uh, for those uh, solutions. So, but we're gonna find a solution. It, I, I'm not afraid. So, yeah, I mean, for one of my clients, I'm, I've been using PostLab, which is basically like Git in for, for Final Cut and Premiere. And so don't have to worry about moving too much uh, bandwidth over the network, just <clears throat> exchanging small project files. So that has been one solution. But we've still been having to deliver drives, like 10 terabyte drives at a time with each project to certain people and they've been working. And now I'm thinking of purchasing a mass purchase of like Synology NASes or small NASes and distributing them and then syncing them everywhere. and you know, it's getting more complicated as the time goes on longer and longer to how to synchronize our projects, our data, and, and uh, uh, you know, <laughs> everything that's going on. What about you, Shauna, in the financial uh, services sector? Uh, what, what kind of struggles are you uh, finding? Um, right now, we're, we're really just adjusting to um, my previous manager left the company in, like, February. So we were kind of making a lot of adjustments around that, you know, planning to hire and that kind of thing. But because of COVID, we never got the opportunity. So um, we, we've just been dealing with a lot of unique challenges around, like, how do we do this missing, you know, a core staff member that, that held years of institutional knowledge. So, um, you know, getting organized and like documenting everything has really been helping. But that I would say that that's that's our biggest challenge, and then you know also pressure from um, kind of people higher up on the totem pole to to cut costs and make sure that everything is super efficient. Um, so we we've got like a number of projects that we're rolling out that are that are taking up a lot of a lot of time. But once they get done, it's going to be awesome, and it'll help us really be able to to work remotely um, easier in the future. So. 
it's been a lot of, a lot of crazy adjustments and stuff like that. Um, so happy for it all though. Like definitely thankful that we were able to stay afloat and you know, some companies didn't, didn't quite make it. So definitely thankful that, 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 like, I think all of our competitors actually are in like big trouble or like completely underwater. So the market will be totally different when we come out of mm -hmm. this. So lots of challenges. I mean, my clients are in video production and some can't shoot. You know, it's hard to do video production when you can't get people together to film or we're slowly starting to get into the point where they want to start shooting some productions. But people are like, well, I don't want you coming into my business or my home and shooting and bringing people into my home to to shoot your film or production or, you know. (laughs) So we're slowly, totally trying to figure out how to do it. Uh, Sean, uh, you want to tell us about your adventure? You're moving during the pandemic. So speaking about having people come into your place, uh, I was actually <laughs> going through the whole process of selling my home here. And uh, that was one big adventure. Um, the very first visit that we had was a virtual visit. And that was the weirdest thing I've ever been a part of. And I couldn't believe anyone was willing to potentially purchase a place by only seeing it through Zoom. Um, they didn't end up buying the condo, <laughs> which I'm not surprised about. But uh, yeah, everything. Uh, is going well on that front. Uh, today I bought my plane tickets, uh, so I'm coming to Vancouver uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, apart from that, uh, work-wise, honestly, the the only thing that we've been worrying about, honestly, is people's internet connections at home. I, I feel like everyone at the same time, especially in Vancouver recently, I'm not sure if a one particular ISP was having issues uh, this past week, but a bunch of our uh, Vancouver-based employees were having um, uh, internet issues where they it was just intermittent or really really slow uh, throughout the day, so they couldn't uh, do any video calls uh, through Zoom. Uh, yeah, otherwise everything everything is going uh, well. Yeah, I, I I've had Shaw forever ever since Rogers gave their business to Shaw. I've been on cable, um, but I just recently bought Telus Fiber because. Well, I'm hosting Mac DevOps in a couple of weeks from my house. So I had a, I thought a second ISP hookup would be useful, especially since the fiber is actually uh, symmetrical and uh, pretty fast. But, uh, you know, I, I, I recommend everybody pay for two ISPs. It's great. <laughs> Have there been a lot of internet connectivity issues across the various areas? I mean, I know we've seen that uh, in like Spokane, Washington, where where cable you know is ubiquitous but with everybody at home and all hitting it all at once it's it's just really gets bogged down i feel like the the shaw cable the cable's been slower a lot slower lately but also my kids are home and everybody's zooming and there's minecraft servers at home and there's a lot more uh you know every console in the house is on and i have a tenant as well and uh but uh yeah you know uh, i think it's definitely taking a hit everywhere How's working from home for you, Eric? You seem very comfortable on your couch. Uh, everything is going well from home. I mean, uh, it's a different uh, beat. Um, I don't see any. Uh, I haven't. We haven't had any real issue uh, internet-wise. VPN uh, got a bit uh, bit down last Friday, but otherwise, everything seems to be uh, working pretty much well. Uh, quite surprising. Uh, you, I mean, you have a mix of uh, phone companies and cable companies, as well as domestic uh, providers in Quebec as well, right? You have all the big names and some locals. Ah, 
but uh, we haven't had anyone complaining about their uh, internet being uh, down or the phone. And but something interesting while we are uh, in that strange uh, moment, uh, company we are working at uh, just suddenly decided last week that everyone should be going on Teams, mm-hmm. uh, whereas uh, they were trying to push Skype for business. So it's a nice up- up- upgrade, I would say. And it's actually uh, because people ask for it. Uh, on the Mac side, uh, almost uh, all the Mac had already uh, Teams installed, or also had Skype for business. But I've been, we've been using it pretty much on the IT side for more than a year now. I was pushing a lot for uh, IT tech it because you can share uh, a lot of stuff. And uh, in Skype for Business, for me, it was dead already more than two years ago. Uh, so it's, it's nice. People are reacting very nicely to a new um, solution. The video quality in Teams is uh, really nice, actually. I really like mm-hmm. it, but I find it difficult to join. I have like three accounts, or it thinks I have three different accounts, and every time I try and join, it says I'm not joined, and <laughs> that's annoying. But once you're in, Teams, I find it has very clean video feed and everything. We've been testing a lot for the Mac DevOps <laughs> conference to try and see what we, we would use. But uh, yeah, and very it's, nice it's, uh, background it's, effect also. It's... <laughs> oh, and it's, teams. it's it's all implemented with uh, O365, so mm-hmm. you can share stuff from OneDrive or uh, from SharePoint. Uh, I mean, they have a good, they have really step up in terms of uh, a solution, a video solution, because Skype for Business was way, way far from being a, a corporate solution. This is, yeah. and it's a nice, it's a nice tool. Let's uh, switch gears for a second and talk about uh, the reason I invited you. You all here, you're part of this wonderful Montreal Slack channel. And Slack, we know, is this wonderful Mac admins, many thousands or millions of Mac admins from around the world getting together. And uh, there's various channels for each topic, whether it's the Too Many Channels channel or the uh, MDM channel. But we also have channels for each city or many cities in the world. And so... Um, the Montreal channel is one that I lurk in, even though I don't live in Montreal, but I go there every summer whenever when it's possible, since I grew up in Quebec, and I still have lots of friends in Montreal. But uh, I've had the chance to meet uh, all of you um, in Montreal and uh, have a few beers and go to some uh, sushi meetups at my request. Vegan mm-hmm. sushi. <laughs> but uh, maybe we should talk about the Montreal uh, channel and the Montreal group and how you uh, get together. Martin, why don't you start? Well, basically, it's a food channel. Uh, <laughs> <we> just... <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the, the conversation is pretty is pretty nice. Uh, I'm I'm kind of a newbie on the on the channel, to 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 be honest. Uh, but it's a, but it's nice to to meet up with people in Montreal, and sometimes also like the the wheel comes around because uh, some of the members of the Montreal Slack channel, uh, one of them was working with me like uh, 15 years ago for a, a Mac a tech a company. Um, wow. So it's funny, like the the wheel uh, comes back. So it's uh, fun. It's a, it's a good mix of uh, Francophones, Anglophones, and uh, French people. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it, indeed. 
it's a it's a happy union. Everybody is uh, gets along very well, wouldn't you say, uh, Tommy? It's I find it amazing uh, the way that uh, you know in it feels like in Montreal, you know, there's not a lot of people doing uh, you know working on Mac, and you always find out that you know if you apply for jobs and everything, it's always the same people. Uh, so with Slack, we're all regrouping at the same place, which is very interesting. And the meetups have been good. Also, it's good to unwind uh, you know people and you know we meet each other sometime it was monthly before i don't know if you heard about it there was some kind of uh, virus going on <laughs> before that we used to uh you know meet monthly i guess uh dimitri was uh, the one pushing so that uh, we meet a lot I, I joined the slack channel a couple of months ago i didn't know about this specific channel even slack i was not using slack and i learned about it when i joined i was like oh my god there's other people out there i'm not alone uh which was uh which was really cool it's fun meeting up people and you know we talk about stuff and sometimes we have meetings just for fun you know having a beer eating sushis very nice vegan <laughs> sushis and sometimes you know we do meetups for technical stuff uh, we had one a couple of months ago which was really interesting and we planned to have other technical meetings but yeah it didn't happen because of the situation we're all part of it now but it's it's you know it's it's a very good community i like it it's fun to meet people that have same interests and uh it's been very yeah. welcoming of new citizens and uh, you know dimitri yeah, yeah, yeah. and victoria and mm -hmm. uh, you know recent immigrants to canada or just recent uh, citizens and correct so ce celebrating citizenships and uh, yeah <laughs> Birthday, Montreal's, you know, <laughs> yeah, birthdays. It's uh, Sean. Have you felt uh, welcomed and accepted? I have. Yeah, uh, the Montreal channel has been great. Uh, hopefully, they won't kick me out. Uh, enjoy. Oh, we will. We will. No. <laughs> All right then. So I'll enjoy it while I still can. Um, yes, you're already. You're already out. Oh really? <laughs> can, we yeah. can we mute him? Can we? I All think right. we have to. I need your help, Sean, to start to restart the Vancouver uh, Slack channel and Slack meetups. Uh, if we ever get to the point where we can actually hang out again, but uh, I've been a member and, and, of the Vancouver channel for a couple months now, and I think I've only seen it highlighted. Like un, I have unread messages in there, maybe once or twice. It seems like a very, very quiet channel. So I think the number one poster in the Slack, Vancouver Slack channel is Christoph from Seattle who talks about the Cascadia meetup happening. So he's making sure the Vancouver people are, are awake, but most of them are asleep. So, ah. Yeah, but Maybe. honestly, just like um, the rest of the, uh, the Mac, I mean, Slack, uh, the Montreal uh, Slack channel has been great. Um, we, uh, at my company, we recently um, implemented Jamf Pro and uh, in the Montreal channel, we have two quote unquote jam experts in Dimitri and Alex. So shout out to them. Uh, they really, really mm -hmm. helped me out with uh, implementing um, Jamf in our environment and answering all my questions uh, when I did have them, which was quite often. Just want, you know, something cool, you know, about the meetups. I uh, just want to hold the mic for two seconds. You know, government just stated that uh, from Friday, we'll be able to do outside meetup, but with a maximum of like three families. But the thing is, you know, the Montreal group is one big family. So oh. we'll be able to do some, <laughs> some sort of a meetup, outside meetup soon, which might be cool. You know, summer's uh, at the corner. And uh, yeah, yeah, you sit in a park and have some beer or sit in mm -hmm. a, you know. We need, we need definitely to, uh, to have one before Sean is leaving us. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, to say, abandon us. 
a jogging a jogging meetup or a cycling meetup. Like, <laughs> how about no? <laughs> yeah. Let's show stay all two these, meters uh, apart. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, so online conferences. We got uh, Mac DevOps in a couple of weeks. Has anybody else attended anything? Uh, many millions of Zoom meetings and Zoom conferences. Any uh, anything interesting, Martin? You have you seen or joined anything? Yeah, well, I I, I looked at. Uh, I think it was you or Eric that um, sent me uh, Johan's uh, conference, the future future proof IT. Future proof. Yeah. So I, I watched like there was a, at least like three or four talks that were pretty interesting for me. Uh, but at the same time, it's like juggling between the talks, the work, the kids. So it was like I was a little bit on and off. But I, but I, I, I took some time uh, afterwards to look at the slides of uh, uh, the of the ones that uh, interested me. So, but yeah, it's it's always a challenge right now just to focus properly, like for uh, for quite a bit of time. Uh, but it's I, I'm getting the the hang of it. I I think. <laughs> Yeah, my yeah. my kids mostly ignore me now, but uh, yeah, we're gonna try and do Mac DevOps in like a four hour uh, sort of block and sort of like a half day. But I know it's a lot to ask of anybody, you know, with uh, chores around the house and uh, kids that may mm -hmm. ask questions or homework. You know, like I'll get the occasional French grammar or uh, take this out to the trash. You know, you got all these different things happening. You know, Zoom meetings, clients that actually call you and want some help. You know, <laughs> yeah. Or you ask the the the, the kids to participate. Like, the, the, do you have like a uh, a conference for the kids and a conference for the adults. So it's <laughs> yeah. For, I mean, for our our visual uh, storytelling with Ashton, she wants to do like an hour or two and have a, a kid friendly sections. But uh, yeah, I mean, my kids right now just want to see Minecraft, uh, which <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're going to be in the in the Minecraft DevOps or something. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I mean, one of my kids is studying information systems on her own now, but uh, yeah, I still she hasn't uh, she hasn't jumped in to help me with my work yet, but I'm hoping soon. But uh, how about you, uh, Shauna? Have you uh, jumped in any conferences or anything? Not yet. The only one I have planned is Mac DevOps YVR so far. Wow. We're, we're looking forward to having you there. I'm excited. <laughs> It'll be good. Yeah. We've got some cool things lined up. We can't give away all our secrets, but you know, <laughs> you got to be there or be square kind of thing. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Kinda what it is. We, we, uh, we, uh, we sent, uh, we printed some t-shirts and sent some t-shirts to people that signed up early. And uh, I went and uh, printed up some uh, stickers that I'm going to be sending uh, to a bunch of people. I think, Martin, I might have sent you some. Did you get them yet? Uh, nope. Nope. Looking around. He's looking around. He's like, do I see stickers? <laughs> I can't even remember where I am today. Yeah. I put them in the Zoom. <laughs> because it, it looks clean in front of me, but like it's just like a big piles on, on the both sides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. I, uh, I hate swag normally, but at the conference, sometimes I can't resist printing out a, a t-shirt or a sticker. And so this year I was like, I have to do it and I have to send it to everybody. And yeah, I didn't realize that keeping track of everybody's address and then sending everybody to everything to everybody was going to take a lot of effort. But uh, yeah, you know, do the important yeah. things first, right? Then swag. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the important thing is is an excuse. Get a have an excuse to get people together and talking about what's important. And you know, I find these uh, city channels are helpful for people to figure out your champ problems or your monkey problems or mm -hmm. what are other issues you're running into. I see people are always asking in the Montreal Slack channel, like you know, because they've 
you've all seen each other at a beer meetup or a food meetup and you can you're you're very comfortable with asking each other questions and that's that's great so eric so what what type of foods are you guys talking about in this channel <laughs> mostly, mostly russian foods i think yeah and vegan food or russian <laughs> vegan food does that exist no i don't think so vodka yeah no that's vegan <laughs> yeah, vodka's vegan yeah <laughs> lots okay. of ice cream as well mm-hmm. yeah i think dimitri's uh did he insist you guys go to a russian place once or twice at least or oh boy if we go to a Russian place, it's gonna be lit. I mean, uh, I've I've been to a couple of r- Russian places, and the thing always end up with you know it's it's cheesy music with a guy singing in Russian and people start dancing in restaurants. I mean, if we can pull that out, uh, you guys will have a good time. I, I'm not even Russian, but hey, it's uh that's something. That's something. And vodka is cheap at those places, so it's. Uh... <laughs> I went to a Russian restaurant in New York and they had like different types of flavored vodka. They had like beet flavored vodka and horseradish flavored vodka. It got really interesting. And and you're right, there was someone singing in Russian. You're right, that did happen. There was tons of dancing. So I I take your word for that. Definitely Mm -hmm. they have experienced that. (laughs) There's a lot of uh, Russian restaurants in Montreal. Like they're hidden mostly. You don't notice them, but there is a lot of them. A lot of them. Yeah, it's crazy because it's it's very often like just like on a corner of something, and just like Mm -hmm. you could you could easily pass like in front of it and not notice it. Oh yeah, uh, but it's there. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I'm sorry, but yeah, I'm I'm glad you all followed me uh, to the vegan sushi the last time I was there in town, and what they were good. They were good. They were so good. Yeah. Well, the service was terrible, but the sushi <laughs> were amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot more vegan food in Montreal every time I go, which I'm, I'm always excited for. But uh, yeah, the vegan sushi at uh, Momo, I just think it's just crazy, though, the, the mm-hmm. crazy flavors and the combinations. And, and uh, hopefully after uh, that strange moment we have uh, now, uh, we not, I hope we're not going to be losing too much restaurant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's true. quite odd. I have a friend. I have a friend and his brother that are uh, that have a, a restaurant in in here in Verdun, where I live. Uh, I speak a lot with him, and uh, I see how it goes. Uh, Going to be difficult for many people. Mm-hmm. But, uh, hopefully, the the restaurant scene in Montreal is not going to be changing too much. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid I'm afraid it's going to be uh, it's going to be different. We're gonna lose a couple of them for sure, which is sad. That's the sad part of the podcast, you know. That's the the food. I mean, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, small small businesses. I mean, Montreal, it's slowly changing, but it's been known for more affordable rents compared to the rest of the the country. But uh, mm-hmm. there's there's only a certain amount of time you can go without customers, and you pay rent uh, for mm-hmm. months and months. Uh, I, I even see it in Vancouver. I mean, the rent's got to be crazy around here, and yeah. Just everything's boarded up, and I've been trying to get takeout every now and then. And I've certainly been buying a lot of vegan donuts now that they have delivery—not <laughs> delivery, but pickup service. And uh, I went and got some vegan ice cream at Ernest, and the vegan donuts at Cardums. And I think it's very civilized. You put in your order, you online, and then you go pick it up at the curb at a certain time, and no waiting in line. I hate waiting mm-hmm. in line, so 
Uh, do you have a lot of pickup service uh, or you can order stuff uh, in Montreal? Uh, or? Yeah, it's pretty much the same. Uh, most of those, uh, even the market, went to the market uh, last weekend. Uh, some of them started to do uh, order online and you can just go there and pick up your, uh, your mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, most restaurants uh, that are open can only do takeout. So you order through phone or through emails. Or sometimes it's just... Uh, they just have a website uh, they decided to put up online and you can do your order and just go there and, and catch whatever you ordered. So it's, it's great but at, at, because at least you uh, support the, those guys and uh, you still can eat whatever food you like. So yeah, it's nice. You haven't run into any shortages? You're baking so much and you can't find flour or any shortages? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. In, the first, in the first weeks, flour was hard to find, and uh, well, you know, I don't also, eat flour by the spoon. And then so the, the, the toilet, the... toilet paper, it seems, yeah. for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> toilet paper, flour, Martin, what was it? Yeah, the, the, when the train came in, like they, they were selling, like, I think uh, the only bags that you were able to find was like 20, uh, 20 kilos of flour. <laughs> so, and so, so I, I bought it. Yeah, but but that's the the, the positive side uh, though for the the food stuff is uh, a lot more cooking at home. Like I've been mm-hmm. cooking with the kids, uh, muffins, things like that, uh, pineapple uh, uh, cookies and stuff like that. Like I just tried to 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 improvise, and so far it's been uh, pretty uh, pretty nice, and especially uh, using the crock pot. Like I start mm-hmm. recipes and uh, and on my lunch break. And around like seven at night, it smells uh, beautiful and it's, it's yeah, super nice, nice and very tasty with the kids. So one of the solutions not, that I, yeah. Yeah. It's not always easy in terms of crisis to get the kids involved with cooking. And I know in my house, unfortunately, we had uh, my wife's been sick for a little while, so it's been harder at the house. And so it's been a year or two or four years that we've been trying to get the kids more involved with cooking and going, we really could use your help. This is a recipe book. You open it up, you find some recipes. And I mean, uh, the only recipes my younger daughter had was like French pâtisserie, you know, and she was just like <laughs> make, making like, you know, like all this crazy like eggs and chocolate, like, you know, like all this crazy stuff that I can't eat. It's not vegan. But uh, I was just like, hey, if you want to make stuff, just go ahead. I totally encourage you to just make whatever you want, you know, just em- empower them. And also, hey, we need to eat. We need everybody's help. You know, we all have to pitch in. We all have to work together. And you want to make this you know i mean sometimes the hard part is just figuring out what to eat sometimes right so if you want to look through a book and get some ideas and uh you know yeah. <laughs> everybody needs to help out <laughs> yeah but the energy there's a nice energy there like if i look with my kids it's just like uh they want to help out they want to learn also the basics like the, the other day we we learned uh, how to do poached eggs together because mm, i nice. never made myself like i would go like get the, like egg benedict like doing that at home, I didn't really know how to do it. It's pretty simple, but it's just like you have to try uh, try to do it on your uh, by yourself. My, my youngest is a bit of a baker, so she's been baking for a while, and been, she wakes up uh, every morning and almost every morning and makes crepes. And my older daughter <laughs> just thinks that she lives in a restaurant. She just like gets out of bed. She's a teenager, and oh, crepes, chocolate. And we have homemade Nutella now, and so she puts Nutella, Ooh. and then she goes goes back to her room and goes to her Zoom class. She just thinks she's in like some kind of restaurant, you know. 
<laughs> but uh, she's actually making dinner right now, the older one. Uh, so getting everybody involved and everybody gets their chance to make food. It's, it's like living in a, a house with a bunch of roommates and you're trying to convince all your roommates <laughs> to pitch in <laughs> your coworkers and your roommates. You know? Yeah. And you already know where to go uh, for breakfast. You, <laughs> you are in Vancouver. <laughs> Yeah, oh, once uh, once we can adopt you into our family properly, Sean, uh, you're welcome to come over for uh, uh, yeah, vegan food. You know, uh, you're a vegetarian or vegan now, Sean? Or but yeah, I'd be more than happy to come by. Is it a yeah, requirement if you go to Vancouver that like you have to be vegan, or is it? I don't uh... think so, but there's a lot of good there's there's a lot of good restaurants. We went to that Virtuous Pie uh, pizza place when we were looking for a place to hang out when you came to town, Sean. That was good excuses any to go there. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I'll be going back there for sure. <laughs> awesome. Anything else anybody wants to add, Martin? Well, you were talking about Zoom and uh, and Teams and stuff like that, and, and it's so funny because like we're adopting it for uh, for business, but also like it's it, it's storming all the schools. Also, like my kids, like even my six year old, is gonna have like a team session on uh, on Friday. Uh, sometimes I think it's harder for the teachers to uh, keep everybody civilized on uh, on those chats compared to like adults. Uh, but but even then, like it, it's just so funny. As I was saying before, like the the like we were living in a beta testing for a while, and now everything that we learn to deploy and to work with, like we're applying to uh, to to our daily routine. So it's it's pretty impressive. Like I, I'm 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 pretty pleased with that. The only thing is that I I still need to implement like my monkey server at home to manage all those laptops and, and the, the fleet is getting bigger like uh, five computers to manage is getting a, it's a small office home office now yeah i i, I recommend that two canoes mds is a really quick setup for monkey monkey report uh, martin uh, that's what yeah. i did uh, to support my home laptop situation with the kids and now i can log into monkey report and see if my wife's updated google chrome or if my kids uh, you know they're just not quitting google chrome and fast enough and i have to force the update yeah and tell them like okay you can't have supper if you uh, if you didn't comply <laughs> like you have to be compliant in order to get the food <laughs> But he can't yeah. really say that because if he says that, he's not going to have supper either. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because right now, they're, while dad's on the podcast, the kids are making supper. So uh, yeah, I have to be nice huh? to them. It's it's a bit of give and take. Uh, we've uh, been enjoying uh, looking watching shows from Two TV. Uh, we we, yeah. we, uh, we were looking for French shows to watch, me and the kids, and occasionally we find something. And uh, we, uh, we, we, me and my older one uh, have stuck with this one detective show, District 31. And oh. there's some, it's like Brooklyn Nine-Nine funny. And then it's like special <coughs> victims unit crazy. It's like a bit of a mix. Like, oh, haha, funny joke. Oh, we're playing pranks. Oh no, there's another dead body. And then my kids are like, <laughs> ah! But it, it's really, it's really fun uh, to watch. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, we, there was another one, Effet Secondaire, which is about a high school. It's like, I, I think of it as a, as a, a French de, Degrassi or a, like a oh, high school yeah, show yeah. for kids, F secondary effects or second, you know, it's like a play on words for uh, high school. But uh, my kid, uh, we binge watched that. The episodes were really short, like five minutes. And uh, she really, really liked that. My uh, And my younger one liked this one, Medieval, which is like a play on words on medieval. It's like two characters and it's very, uh, very cheesy stuff. But um it's it's good to have some TV time with the kids and family time, and because uh, sometimes everybody's all on their screens in their corners watching YouTube or playing Minecraft or on another Zoom for school or you know. Yeah, I made I made my kids uh, binge watch uh, with me um, 
I um, I started watching uh, the old Dragon Ball Z um, oh boy. Uh, series uh, with the kids because I, I read them when I was young, but I never saw the, the TV show in French because it was only in France. So I had like some friends that were in Fran France that were saying to me, oh, you didn't see it like when they, they, they had this fight or whatever. And I was just like, no, I just read the, the, the book. So, and now I'm just catching up like uh, 20, 30 years later to uh, what I was missing. Nice. So, but, it's, but the show, uh, it, it's the show where a single fight lasts for like three episodes, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Five Very seconds takes my, five yeah. hours. That's yeah. definitely my show. I'm, I'm, I I'm on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that. We we were watching Umaru-chan. Uh, my daughter loves uh, anime and stuff, so she was watching that from Crunchyroll. But I, I think it was on Netflix or Prime as well. And uh, Umaru, I think, is just so fun. I, I don't get the whole Naruto thing, but uh, yeah. They require like commitment, like Naruto, Dragon Ball, uh, One Piece. It's just too much. Like Sometimes you look at the, the number of episodes and you say, okay, am, am I going to have enough time before I die? To watch the whole series, <laughs> so you, just, yeah. you, you have to 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 make choices. So. You got to commit a lot of time. Uh, I think the last visit to Montreal, there was the anime convention that I, my daughter dragged me to, and also we found that anime uh, or the manga cafe that's right next to Momo. Uh, I think yeah. it's Saint Denis. So we we spent a lot of time at the <laughs> the manga cafe, and uh, yeah, I mean, the kids are ready to commit their whole lifetime to reading manga and <laughs> watching anime, but. Uh, I am really big on anime. Like I, it's it's you're right when you say it's a commitment because like it's crazy because you'll like start watching an episode and you're like, oh, this is cool, and then before the day's over, you're like, oh my god, I just watched ten episodes of, of like you know something crazy, and then like you watch regular TV and you're like, yeah, this is just not cutting it for me. Like I need something a little more animated. <laughs> Turn back the anime. It's like. Yeah, it's it started when I was younger, but then I took a, a long break from it, and now that I'm older, I'm like, wow, I love anime. I have probably you watched U Umaru? Umaru? I have not. I have not. Oh I, my god! I watched, oh my god! Uh, I watch a lot of Crunchyroll, but Hunter Hunter. It's on, um, it's, it's on Crunchyroll. It's this awesome series about a totally normal girl who is like a perfect student, but when she goes home, she turns into a total video game, you know, uh, uh, you know, slob and just like totally changes. And, and uh, it's, it's just like real life as a sort of superhero epic. I, I just, I love it. You know. I have to watch that. The, the one that I just got done watching that I thought was super weird um, was the time I got reincarnated into a slime. Now it doesn't <laughs> sound like it's a great anime, but it is. It's one of those ones you turn on and you like literally can't turn it off because like <laughs> it's just so it's just so crazy. It's just so weird. But it's kind of more along the lines of an adventure anime. So it's kind of nice. you know different people going from different lands and different kinds of creatures and different hierarchies and stuff like that. It's it's really cool. Um, but I, I blew through that in like a week or something like that. Something crazy. There's nice. only like two seasons of it, but still, that's too much. <laughs> yeah, but but sometimes the, when the, the scenario is so good, like uh, when I binge watched uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, mm. like I, I watched that with my wife when it when it was uh, airing, like uh, ten ten years ago. Uh, so and, and we just like binge watch it, uh, like uh, the all four seasons, like in well three, I think it was three seasons, but just like bang, 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 it was just so awesome. But it's but it's always the the, the 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 scenario that is interesting. So yeah, it's the character development and yeah. and all of that. They do that so well. The story storytelling and 
piece of it, it's, you know. And also like the art of it, I don't yeah. know. That's that's huge, that's a big one. Like it's actually really pleasing to watch, like pretty, I would say. <laughs> We're yeah. probably gonna see more animation in the coming months with the inability to, <laughs> to video, right? So, yeah. 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 I haven't watched uh, Promise Neverland, but I've been buying the the mangas in in French for the kids, and I love Promise Neverland, the one about these kids in an orphanage, and then something's not right. <laughs> it's it's so scary. I didn't realize how scary it was going to be when I picked it up and I started reading, it and then like I don't want to give away the secrets, but yeah, you read a whole manga in five seconds, and you're like, "Where's the next episode? I want the next one," you know. But uh, they can't uh, translate them into French fast enough. Uh, I could cheat and get them all in English, but it's not as much fun as reading them in French, but. How about you, Eric? You're a big uh, classical manga fan. I am. Actually, I was looking for... Uh, I uh, watched one, but it wasn't uh, like uh, Naruto and One Piece. It was just uh, a movie, and it's called uh, Promare Omea. Uh, and it was quite good. It's, uh, it went out uh, last uh, summer in Japan. And uh, yes, I uh, love anime. It's just uh, sometimes difficult either to follow because I watch them in Japanese, subtitled either in French or in English. Uh, so you have to re be very focused on, uh, on reading it because uh, sometimes it's very quick to um, show up on the screen. But yes, I love it. Uh, not necessarily the most common one, but probably less. Uh, known one, which are still good, but uh, yes, I love them. I also, about, uh, uh, also watched Toy Story 4, which I <laughs> hadn't uh, watched already, and it was nice. <laughs> mm -hmm. wow. What about uh, the classics? So, when I grew up uh, watching uh, Les Mysterieux Cité d'Or, oh, oh, yeah. when oh, my yeah, kids yeah. stumbled onto that uh, a couple of years ago, and then all of a sudden, 30 years later, there was a second season. <laughs> and then a third season, and so we were all watching it together. But I mean, I just, you know, I mean, yeah, everybody of a certain age, you know, growing up, probably watched that. But they they did a good like it's one of the f first animes that they do a sequel like twenty years, thirty, forty years later, and it's not. <laughs> How not old are we? <laughs> no, but it's not too bad. I mean, it's, yeah. they, they they made something that is not like because there are so many animes now, and and also like animation in general, uh, like U.S. Uh, animation that just goes like. It's not interesting anymore to watch. It's not as deep as, for instance, like uh, Ghibli, like uh, Miyazaki's work, or um, or even like uh, Mamoru Osoda, like uh, The Boy and the Beast. Like the the, the story, like the the, the plot be behind it is very interesting. And uh, like, it's sad when you see animation that is not uh, 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 connected to a good storyline. So it's just, uh, I think it's important to support these. Uh, uh, these good uh, series and their movies. Sean, we haven't heard from you. You're uh, what's your, <laughs> what's your favorite? He's, sleep, he's sleeping. <laughs> uh, I, I can't very relate at all. Uh, I, I can't say I'm a fan of uh, anime or manga. Um, the wife and I, yeah. <laughs> the wife and I, I have, kick uh, him off the pod. Yeah, <laughs> you're out. <laughs> See you guys take, later. Take, what, take what him it? out of Montreal as well. Oh, no. Uh, oh. Oh. What, what are you so watching mean. with your What are you watching with your wife, Sean? Well, a few weeks ago in the Montreal channel, we uh, we started talking about Seinfeld, and ever since then, I've been going through the the episodes again, and 
<laughs> I've been hogging the TV this whole time. So every once in a while, in between two or three episodes, the wife will put on some Real Housewives, which I must say, like, I'm I'm slowly, slowly kind of starting to like it maybe a bit. I like all the yelling, the back oh, and forth. Oh, Sean, please. No, no, please. It's like a train wreck. You can't but help but look at it, right? Exactly. I, I look at my phone and then I pick up and I try to I try to not pay attention, but it, it just sucks me in. So we were just yeah. about to sell everybody on the fact that we have very <laughs> deeply cultured and awesomely intelligent people in the Montreal channel. And then but very often so I, I, I tried to uh, I tried to make sure that like uh, I, I make a point to say that I like Artland for the scenery because my wife is is uh, following Artland and it's uh, like a, it's like a horseback riding show but the scenery is in a, oh. like a, the Rockies near Al uh, in Alberta so it's just like I watch it for the scenery so <laughs> you can't hold, you can't hold it against me so. Uh, where can we find you on the internet, uh, Martin? Where, where can we find you? Well, basically on Slack. This is like the, the, the your, main place your home. My home, my, my little lair. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's it. Your, uh, what's your handle on Slack? Night Rain. So, There's a story behind that? or? Uh... Oh, it's just a, a domain name that I registered in the 90s. So it's it just, cool. yeah, it, 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 it started, be, it's just like Martin, like uh, reversed, uh, but you replace the M with N-E and it used to also be like a codec for Winamp. That's deep, okay. eh? <laughs> wow. Winamp. Sometimes Winamp. you ask a question yeah. and you just don't know where the answer is going to lead you. Uh, yeah. Tommy, where, yeah. where, where can we find you? Oh boy! In real life, you know, I work in IT stuff. In my uh, in my fake life, I'm a singer in a in a folk metal band. I play a baritone guitar and I sing. We haven't done a show recently because they all got canceled. You're not kidding. And, uh, no, yeah, yeah, because you know, if if you heard about it, there's something going on these days. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a while since we did some shows. We used to do a lot of shows, but we kind of slowed down a little. We do bigger shows less often. Which is cool. Uh, I'm gonna be recording something at a studio uh, this weekend, some kind of uh, singing cover with a guy from France. I'm gonna post it online probably in the next few wow. weeks. And we can, uh, we'll have to hire you as a cover band for Mac DevOps. You know, <laughs> but uh, sing on, about, uh, Johnny Hive and stuff. On the uh, <laughs> on the on the Mac admin Slack, you're uh, Sir Thomas. Yeah, I'm Sir Thomas on the Mac, and in fact, the name is my surname. Uh, you know, it's a folk metal stuff, so you know you have to have some kind of character name. So Sir Thomas just came out of nowhere. I don't know where it came from, so I just hey, it's funny. Let's do Sir Thomas. I just put it everywhere just now. The, your love for, for the British people? Oh no, I just Sir sounded cool. Yeah, he's a sucker <laughs> for uh, the, the the Queen. The I Anglos, love her, yeah. I really do love Her Majesty's Queen. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, on Slack, it, on Slack, is is less swag though. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I don't have swag on uh, on Slack. I don't. I don't know. On, on, yeah, I think I put the swag thing on Twitter first because you know Sir Thomas was already taken. So I was like, oh, I'm just gonna put swag. You know, I take decisions sometimes that I don't think a lot about them, and I just do. So yeah, that's why there's he, a he puts the uh, swag in the swagger. How about you, Eric? Uh, 
Um, nickname is from my childhood. It's uh, TP Fute. Or that's uh, unpronounceable in English, but in French it totally makes sense. It means the uh, little yeah. smart person or little. Uh... Uh, Was that sarcastic or? <laughs> they called you the little. Yeah, smart person. I'm gonna be sarcastic on Friday with you. Oh, <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, well, two meters. You have to stay two meters apart. And, yeah, uh... he's gonna be two meters after I took. took of him. <laughs> <laughs> That's another um, threat, you know, it's recorded and it's just threatening me. Uh, so yeah, only Slack. I don't have uh, I don't have any uh, anything uh, that's visible the on the web. Well, that's uh, good. Uh, you you don't want anyone to know your origin story. We'll have to uh, interview you another time, you know, your uh, escape I, from the continent. On the uh, on on a different uh, Identity. <laughs> and you, Sean, you have a very awesome um, identity online. Yep, it is Ba, B A, and five H's. Um, story behind it, I have no idea. Back in tw <laughs> 2007, I was trying to register a Twitter account, and it was the first thing that popped into my head. I thought of a sheep, and so I created Ba, and it stuck with me all these years later. It's like, yeah, a couple of years ago, I was bored. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, always, I always misread it. I always thought it was Bon Me, but maybe I'm just always hungry and going to Bon Me places. So when I saw your Twitter oh, yeah. handle, I was just like, hmm, Bon Me. Hey, Sean. I miss <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Shauna, you're on uh, the Slacks hiding out sometimes. Oh, you know, I lurk. Just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just Shauna, you know straightforward but it's you know it looks like it's it's shauna it's pronounced shauna but it's it looks like shania <laughs> but that's my name you so, sing you dance you know, shania twain it's my you know spelled like shania twain but it's shauna i am shauna though i don't kick and scream when people don't say it correct because i mean like you know the signifier represents the signified kind of thing whatever it's just a name well we love you <laughs> Danke. <laughs> thank you so much everybody for joining us on the podcast today it's been great i miss you all so much um i miss being in montreal and i miss all my montreal friends and i miss all of you that was fun thanks yeah, a lot thank Matt. you thank you yeah thank you to our mac devops yvr 2020 sponsors our sponsors for mac devops yvr the conference 2020 mac stadium our platinum sponsor thank you so much for helping us out Sauce Labs, our gold sponsor, Simple MDM, our silver sponsor, and Adigy, our bronze sponsor, as well as Elastic, our community sponsor. Thank you so much. Uh, we couldn't do it without you, and uh, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today for the Mac DevOps podcast. Thank you to our guests and co-hosts. Mac DevOps podcast is a brainchild of Matt X and Chris Johnson. Today's episode was edited by JD Strong. Please like and share this podcast on your favorite podcast service. Yeah, was it like a post-Mohawk, uh, you know, um, yeah, post-punk, definitely. Post-punk hotline. If you were a punk at some point and don't feel cool enough anymore, 